Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use code COGDIS. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Today is Thursday, July 27th, and Cecil... Speaking of makes us mad. Hey, man. Anything big happened this week? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell a quick story. Uh, So I came back to work my job uh, that I've been working at for 22 and a half years. Um, I have... Uh, I had a long vacation that I was on. Um, The longest vacation, in fact, I've ever taken from work, which was three weeks long. Um, I, uh, I accrue... Per year, I accrue like five and a half weeks of vacation. So, you know, like I had plenty of time to take it off. I still had plenty of time. So I took the time off. And when I came back, I had a meeting with my boss via Zoom and we had a chat and he was asking me about my, you know, my trip and whatnot. And then I say to him, I said exactly what I just said, which was, hey, anything big happened while I was gone? And his response was, well, actually, so-and-so from HR is going to be joining us. And I thought he was kidding. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. oh, that's funny. And then he's like, she'll be joining us any second. Her name is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you're serious. Okay. Oh, what's this uh, What's this about HR that I hear? And they came on to tell me that I had a choice. I could either drastically reduce the hours that I would be paid, but it didn't sound like from the job description that I would drastically reduce the hours that I work. Yeah, and for yeah. what you described, you'd 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 get almost no hours, yeah. like like way less yeah, than way like less half time. way less than half less time. than half time. Do the same the amount same of work, amount of work, and lose work. all your benefits. They wanted me to. So lose, that was the yeah. huge good offer the, on the, the table. The offer there. on the table yeah. was amazing. You had get no benefit, and and the benefit. The reason why I stayed at my job for so long, it was a it was low paying for the things that I did. Right, but it was. Uh, it had good benefits and it had good benefits. It took care of Sarah and I. Right. And so it was, it was why I stayed for years. I've stayed 22 years. I mean, yep. I was there for a long and time. And an amazing benefit. And I will say like, have great like I was, I had, I got, I got a lot out of it right. in that sense, but they, they offered me that, or they said, or you could, you know, voluntarily separate and there'll be a small severance and we'll pay for your insurance for six months. Right. And so I had a real hard time over the week and I had a hard time over the week making this decision not because the the obvious answer is just walk away from this job, but uh, I have a lot of childhood memories that are uh, a little unpleasant and anxiety-inducing about losing jobs. Yeah. So my dad was an alcoholic, and he lost his job. 
I would say I don't think it's a I don't think it's a stretch to say he lost his job 15 times when I was growing up. Wow. I think 50. I don't think that's a stretch. It wow. doesn't sound like Jeez. I'm exaggerating. He would that's a he lot, had cycles. Man. He had cycles. Yeah. So he what functioning alcoholics what happens is they 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 find a, a work. He found a work and he was good at what he did. He was a truck driver and he was a union man until he got fired for the final time mm. and then he then he got fired and hired and fired and hired for the rest of his cuz he never was able to get a union job after after that, but he was a union man. And so he was, you know, a very good truck driver. He would drive his truck and then he would drink until he was incapacitated on like Monday morning, right. call in sick. And he would do that enough where they would just be like, look, if you're going to call in sick almost every Monday, you got to go. We can't. And so, so they just, they would just fire him. And so like, I have a lot of memories of that mm-hmm. being really bad. And so when I, when I found out I was going to be losing my job, I had a lot of uh, like anxiety because of it. Yeah, it's not because and and don't get me wrong. Like uh, like I, I I recognize that I do need a job. Yeah, I have to right. do something, yeah. right? And so it's not that I'm not like it's not like I'm like fuck it. I don't care, or whatever. But like at the same time, yeah, you're not independently wealthy. Yeah. like you need no. I need, you need a job. income. But, yeah, but I recognize that there is uh, there's also the feeling like it's not as dire as it was with my parents. Right. Like my parents were in very, very dire straits my, when my, my dad lost his job because he was the only breadwinner. Yep. And so there's a very different feeling with Sarah because Sarah has an income as well. So all that being said, I had a real rough week earlier on in the week. Yep. And then we talked and my wife and I talked mm-hmm. and we had a conversation and the, the, the final outcome is, is that I'm actually going to start being a content creator full time. Great. Yep. We, you yep. know, we yep. talked about this and you said, look, you know, this is a step you should take. You had mentioned yeah. this is a step you should take. Uh, my wife said the same thing. And and so the show is going to do a couple things different, yep. little things mm-hmm. that we're going to have to do in order to make it more business-like, yep. which we haven't done for the 12 years we've been doing it. Yep. Yeah. We've, for, for 12 years, we've run this as um, a joyful hobby yeah. that, that has, we've donated, we've been able to donate a lot of money. Yeah. We've been able to hire staff and pay them well. We're going to continue with our staff. Yeah. We're not making any changes there, but we do have to be a little bit more um, diligent about monetizing this show. We've yeah. been sort of like, hey, patrons, if you want to be a patron, that's cool. Yeah. you know, And that's kind of been our pitch. I think we really need to change that a little bit and say, hey, we actually would need people to be patrons. Yeah. If you've been thinking about being a patron, um, this matters differently now. This isn't pizza and beer money. This isn't like, put some money in and we'll donate it to modest needs next year kind of money. This is like, this is a livelihood. Yeah. And there's a difference. And I think that we want our audience to understand the difference. We're also going to be looking at um, getting more advertisers. We've had the same advertiser, Adam and Eve, for years and yeah. years and, and years. And we haven't really tried to get any. And we haven't, yeah. we haven't done the work of getting other advertisers. And that's been, you know, for a couple of reasons, some of them intentional, other just, you know, lack Laziness. of motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer lack of motion. You know, that's a good way to put Cecil. it, Tom. I like lack of motion lack too. Of motion. I, I retract laziness. Thank you. Okay. You know, so we are going to have to make some changes in how we how we create or how we monetize the show. Um, we might put ads in the in the plays. Ads in the show. Ads in yeah. the show in the sense that we're going to do auto ads. Yeah, but patrons will never hear those. Yeah, patrons never going to hear it. Patrons will always have an ad-free show. 
So don't yeah. worry about that. Patrons will always have an ad-free show. The content is not going to change. No, we're still going to do all the same yep. stuff we've been yep. doing. It's just, so, we're just going to prioritize yeah. a little bit differently, you know, away from be, pizza and, and beer. Yeah, there's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be a income for me now. Yep. Um, and so if you feel like, you know, you want to help support someone who's doing this as an endeavor, uh, you know, I, I would very much appreciate it. Also, like we say, we will be turning on some ads that are automatic that can generate some uh, some income for us with very little work on our part, right? Which will affect people who listen to the back catalog and who listen to uh, the show in general mm -hmm. without patron support. Uh, patron support will get you an ad free show, but uh, but the other will you'll have to listen to the ads. And and, and it, it, from from what I understand, they're not terribly onerous, so it's no. not like it's the worst thing in the world that they'll be some ads for you, depending on where you live, they'll be sort of geolocated. Yeah, and you can skip them. You yeah, can you just can hit just the little them. fast forward button, fast forward button. You'll and be move okay. through it and know that yeah. by hitting that fast forward button, you're helping Cecil. You're, you're, pay, you're paying <laughs> you're us paying, a little extra money. You're paying, you're paying someone a living wage by yeah. hitting fast forward and so, skipping that Spanish speaking Verizon commercial. And and I want to thank the, you know, the community here for being a awesome safety net that I know a yeah. lot of people don't have. I experienced anxiety this week and I can't imagine what this must feel like for many people who go through this without a, a safety net underneath mm -hmm. them. And so I want to thank the audience for being a safety net for me because that's a important, you know, I, I've built this, I built this, we've done this work for a long time long to time. build this safety yeah. net. Mm -hmm. And we always knew it was here for this, but it's one of those things that, that was thrown, it was thrust upon me and it, and it, it, I, I always try to empathize with other people, and this made me realize how difficult it is for so many people yeah. to go through th this sort of thing. You know, when they lose their job and when they have to transition. Yeah, so. man, and you know, to be to be to to extend that same empathy to you, like the safety net is one thing when you're just looking down at it and you're like, "Cool, that's there." Yeah, and it's another thing when like you fall into it. Yeah, and you have to feel it catch you. Yeah, and like I, I will say, this show has caught me more than once. Yeah. You know, and it is a, it is scary to fall. Yeah. And it is a tremendous relief to feel caught. Yeah. Um, and so I would echo the same thing because there's been, and I haven't brought them up because they've been personal, but there's been a couple of times in my life that the show financially has gotten me through a tough time where I've, I've needed the help. And the show has been the thing that kept my family fed and the lights on and the mortgage yeah. paid. Yeah. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's one thing to look down and be like, cool safety net. I don't need that. Yeah. And it's another thing to, to land on it. I want to mention too, just before we get into the show, yeah. as soon as I, I let people know, and I let people know on Facebook, it was one of the things that I posted on Facebook just to sort of like, it's sort of like to let other people know. And it's funny because my brother found out that way and called me on the phone. We had a long conversation about it. But I also received support from the atheist podcast community personally so yeah. that several people in the atheist and skeptical podcast community as soon as i posted reached out to me in private message to say hey if you'd like to collaborate or or make some extra money in some ways here's a few things that i can i that we can work on together to make some money and so they did some things for me they reached out to me to try to help me yeah get through this. And I can't say enough about the community that's been built for so long. Yep. And something that we've been really proud of, sort yep. of, you know, like helping build this community and helping build this sort of podcast community. Um, they immediately reached out right away and said, hey, how can I help? And it was really great. It that's was really awesome. awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was really cool. They're good people. Yeah, good people. Good people. Yeah. 
Tom, we got to talk about Mitch McConnell. Oh, uh, and yeah. best be, the best thing I saw was somebody called him because I don't know if anybody's seen it. Mitch walks <laughs> up to the to the uh, podium, and I would play it, but literally there's nothing to play. It's just silence. It's just silence. Mitch walks up to a podium. He says a couple things. He genuinely looks like he's almost dead already when he starts speaking. He doesn't look well. He doesn't look no, well. He doesn't. And then he starts speaking, and he literally shuts off mid mid sentence, mid word, mid word. Like, he shuts yeah. off, and he's off staring into space for, I'm not exaggerating when I say 25 to 30 seconds. Oh, at least, yeah. And then finally someone who's a medical doctor leans in and says, Mitch, are you done speaking? And Mitch kind of nods and then they start walking him away. And then he turns around and walks back after he's sort of been wet, like nudged out of his his little oh, yeah. seizure or whatever he's having. And uh, someone called him, which I think is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. They called him Glitch McConnell. And I was like, that is the funniest shit I've ever heard. But uh, but but genuinely, and I want to say too, because I know people will see this and they'll see his face and they'll see how he's reacting because he looks like he's either having a seizure or a stroke or something. Yeah. Like he's, because he's like looking off Look, into the distance. Nothing good is happening. Nothing, you're right. Inside that man's brain. Nothing. Because he just- and he's kind of like holding the podium and you can see like, he's just not like, he just went away. There's nothing. He just, he just went he away. blanked out. Yeah. He like went into another dimension yeah. for oh, me. Yeah. But, but genuinely people will see that and they'll think, man, my dad had a, one of those or my brother had one of those or my uncle had one of those. And I'm going to tell you straight away, when that happens to your dad or your uncle or your best friend's fr uh, friend yep. of a cousin or whatever, and you were there and it was traumatic, that's a tragedy. It is. And that's a bad thing that happened. And that sucks. And we empathize with everybody out there who has had something bad that's happened to them. But Mitch McConnell is an architect of awful, awful yep. plans for the United States and has yep. been for decades. And so the fact that this happened to him, you, I do not feel even the moment, no, no. a moment's remorse for or thinking, I don't care about it. And it shows me, hopefully, that he will be stepping down soon. And I think both of those are beneficial. Yeah, when when a mastermind yes, of a American way misery. Good way to put it. When a mastermind of American misery has a fucking meltdown shutdown, and he's a, well, I'll be blunt, when he is one inch closer to not being in power anymore. Yeah, yeah. That is an inch I celebrate. Yeah. And like, I'll laugh about it. Because his misfortune is a good thing. Yeah. His misfortune can only benefit. Look, Mitch, the whole Roe situation, that's the, the fucking overturning of Roe is 100% Mitch McConnell. Like, like I'm going to get sad about Mitch McConnell having his fucking reboot moment because how many women just gave testimony the other day down in Texas about the great suffering and misery that they experienced. And that happened specifically because Mitch McConnell blocked Obama yeah. from appointing a judge to the Supreme Court. The only reason we have the panel of lunatics that we have is because be, of Mitch McConnell. It would be, I think, if he would have let Obama appoint yeah. for Scalia's position, you would have had... 5-4 then Democrat, and it might be, might be right now, 5-4 Republican, but with Roberts who sways back and forth. They might not have even taken up some of these cases. Part of the reason that they take up the cases they take up is because they have a fucking super majority yeah. and they feel more confident taking them up because they know they can swing 6-3 yeah. yeah. or 5-4 and still succeed. And, and we know that this is Mitch McConnell because he literally took credit for it. Yeah. 
He has literally taken credit for the makeup of the Supreme Court. So like when I expressed the great, wonderful joy in watching that evil piece of turtle shit like completely lose his fucking marbles up there, it's because he has caused so much suffering. Because he's a bad person. So much suffering. He's a bad person. And he needs to be out of power. And, and you're absolutely right because he not only did it on, he did it on two ends. He did it to Obama, but then he also ran through an appointment after- After, after RBG. Yeah, when, when, yeah. when Ginsburg died. Yep. With months until the election, yeah. he wouldn't do it before because he said the election, but now, oh, we've got everything, we're going to do it. Yeah, we have two conservative justices and we have him to not thank, but to blame for so many other things. Oh, within- and also don't forget the federal judge appointments yeah. that he- orchestrated blocked. and ran, ran through during Trump's presidency. Oh yeah, and he, and he also blocked Obama from yeah. appointing judges. Yes. So like, again, this man has been the gleeful architect of human misery in America yeah, yeah. for decades. And now I'm going to be like, oh, but he had, a, he had a little medical issue. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if every moment of every day of his <laughs> life, he wakes up and it feels like he's been dipped in molten glass. <laughs> in fact, I do care. I would think, Good. That's half of what I, you deserve. Here's the thing, though. That's like, half. Like, look at him and look at how he's already partially melting. <laughs> I mean, dude, dude, I, I, I'm telling you straight away. Like, there are people that are getting that are that are in office right now. That you know, there should be some sort of you know medical test. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, man, when, there when, should. They're, when they're doing this, when they're doing this, yes. And this guy doesn't know what's happening. You know, someone had said. Take a take a picture of this and and play this every time they question Biden's. Yeah, you know right. it's like. But here's the thing: like, I don't want anybody in the office that's Nobody. incompetent. I Nobody. don't want anybody in office that's incompetent. Yeah, and you know, all the way down the line. By the way, I don't want your fucking county clerk. That can sometimes be brought on by age. I'm not saying that it's always right. brought on by age because somebody accused us of being ageist last time we talked about this. I'm just saying. Everyone should be tested for things. Yeah, because you don't know. Because you just don't know. It could, you could, I mean, look at, you know, look at what happens when you, you know, when you're like that one guy who had a, a stroke. One one of the fellas who, uh, uh, Fetterman. Fetterman, yeah. Fetterman had yeah. a stroke. Well, like, you know, you got to test these people afterwards. If yep. he can still function, great. If awesome. he can't, yeah. then there needs to be something done. We need to figure this stuff out. We have a system that has no there's no checks in there, man. And these people, yeah. like they run, they've got 95 year old people in fucking the Senate. Well, and there's no like mechanism to challenge somebody's competency and then force a test. Yeah, man. Right. And I don't want that challenge to be easy and I don't want it to yeah. be used in obstructive right. ways right. by political enemies, but there should be some kind of third party oversight that says, okay, we're going to do, if certain things happen, we're going to like trigger a test. Right. And then otherwise we'll just have a periodic yearly competency examination for all people who make these decisions that are this big, man. Yeah, man. They're making these great big fucking decisions. Yeah, and we're like, I don't even care if you know how to tie your shoes anymore. Yeah, man. What? We have harvested the ultimate weapon from those diseased bodies. And now we have the only vaccine. So see, so this story comes from Forbes. Twitter deletes, what, should we call it Twitter? It's X now, right? Is it X or Twitter? I don't know. Is it Twitter? They, I think they I, called it. I think it's still Twitter. But instead of the bird, they which made X. sense, yeah, which made sense, the bird made sense. It tweets. It's a bird. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Now the symbol is just an X. He, I, he made unilateral graphic design decisions in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and Cecil, he made a terrible decision. That is a weird night. 
that know is what a I mean? weird night. That's a weird night when yep. you're like, I mean, like, what kind of weird micromanager are you as a billionaire to be, to look I, at your product that you overpaid billions of dollars for? And you look at it and you say, you know what, you know what really is change, what needs to change on this platform? <laughs> Not that we, need to, we need to uh, pay attention to the white nationalist problem. No, right, no, what we should do is change the logo. <laughs> the logo. Hey, guys. Uh, the logo that is literally synonymous with our brand that yeah. is instantly recognizable in any language the world over. Let's change that to like something snowboard cool. X. <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew. What? It's, X. It's so funny. It's X games. What? X internet. What's tweeting? Funny. What's what? Funny is it still going to be like, tweeting? Is it going to be Xing? Type in X.com. No. Twitter comes up. Oh, does it really? Yeah, so he bought X.com? Yeah, he, he owned it already. Oh, he did. So years ago, he wanted to start a banking system that was an online banking system before Bitcoin and any of that other stuff. And he wanted to start an online banking system and he called it X.com. It never took off. Yeah. So he's always had this X little, idea. little uh, pinch in the ass his right. whole career that he wants to do X.com. Well, now he can finally use it. Well, and I don't too... That his goal is to have an everything platform, yeah. like one platform that people go to, that's your social media, that's your banking, that's your shopping, that's like your one-stop app. And there's similar apps. There's an app that's used in China. I don't remember the name of it. That is a, it's kind of an everything app, you know, and I, I can't remember for the life of me what it is right now, but I know that's Elon Musk's goal. And I know he'll never achieve that goal. That is a stupid fucking idea. I don't care how powerful Twitter gets. I don't care if it does everything in my life better than the seven or 12 apps. I would never use it. Yeah. I would never use it on the principle of fuck you, Elon yeah. Musk. Well, and I think that I he's, want him to fail. Yeah. Well, he's done, he's done enough stuff to be shitty. Yeah. And this is another one of those things. Yeah. This, this in particular is another one of those things. Twitter deletes fact check of Musk connecting Bronny James's cardiac arrest to the COVID vaccine. So it was also just a weak connection. So it was a spineless, shitty, insinuation connection. Let me read what, what he actually wrote. Um, he said, we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing, adding that myocarditis is a known side effect of the COVID-19 vaccine. And like, here's the thing. Yeah, he's that, LeBron James Jr. Is he LeBron James Jr.? Yeah, he's LeBron James Jr. Oh, says, shit. Okay. Says Bronny James... LeBron, Ramon, Bronny, James Jr. So I can't James remember. is the eldest child of professional basketball player LeBron James. I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Is LeBron James still alive or is he the one that died in the helicopter crash? That's Kobe Bryant. Okay. Yeah, no. He, I know Kobe Bryant. Someone. It, I love that you confuse black people, though. I think that's great. They, I, no, they're I think basketball great, players. I really do think that God that damn is it. very white of you. God damn it. They're <laughs> basketball players. I've never watched no, either it's fine, of them. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, Kobe Bryant is the one who died. Okay. Uh, but right. LeBron James is still playing. He's okay. still, he's Was Kobe still playing before the helicopter No, thing? Kobe had retired. Oh. So LeBron James is the second oldest active player in the NBA. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was drafted out of college or out of high school. So he was one of the last people who was drafted out of high school into the NBA. Do and they not draft out of high school anymore? They got to go to like, I think a year of college now. I think that they stopped doing that. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So they have to at least go to a year of college. But he was drafted out of high school. And so he's been in the league for, I want to say it's 20 years now, God which damn. is a long career. Very, very long career. Because most people, well, they don't come in until they're 22. They don't come in until they're 22. 
And then they only play until they're, you know, 35, 36, right. you know, around, he's 38. So he's, he's been playing a long time, but he like, they like put him in a hyperbaric chamber after every <laughs> game or whatever. Like, <laughs> Is he still like a dominant player? No, nah, like- he's not. He's not as dominant. He can turn it on, but he's, he's, you know, like when you get older than a young man, right? You're not as, you just can't do the things that they do anymore. Oh, I know that. And I know that very well too, but, but, but even more so the level at an, at a high athlete is even more, uh, so in the old days he would play that you play 48 minutes as a whole game. He would play 48 minutes and play hard 48 minutes. Now he plays 20 minutes and he might play hard for like 10 where he's like playing hard minutes, you know? So it's like, he's not the same, but he's still like, don't be very proud. He's still very good. He's still very good. Yeah, no, (laughs) 20 hard, 20 hard minutes is a long time. Jesus Christ. That's a long time. You're an escort at that point. It's an extra 18 (laughs) hard minutes. What the hell am I going to do with that? (laughs) <laughs> but in any case, so, his, I, I had to look it up, but it is his son. Okay. So he had, had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. And so that just sometimes happens to people. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And like, there are multiple causes of myocarditis. So like, it, like it seems and they're not to even be, saying it's smart myocarditis. We don't even know. Right, we don't even yeah, know. We just yeah. know they had cardiac yeah. arrest. But, you know, the, the, the fucking vaccine conspiracy theorists, they seize upon every cardiac event that happens to well-known people. Yeah. And then they say, well, uh, you know, myocarditis is caused by the COVID-19 vaccine. It's like, yeah, but you know, COVID also causes myocarditis. By, yeah, and at like a at higher twice rate. the rate twi- of the rate. vaccine, yeah. Yeah. right? And so, yeah, all right. Like also just like lots of things, it turns out. I looked this up, like myocarditis just like happens non-causally sometimes, yeah. Yeah. right? So, and so do cardiac arrests. Yeah. Cardiac arrests happen just non-causally sometimes where we're just like, yeah, fucking heart fucking blew up. That's what happens. Like sometimes shit happens and we're not 100% sure why because we're made out of fucking electric meat signals. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Every day that you wake up is a fucking Christmas yeah, miracle. You're made of electric you meat are, signals. You are. You're a, by the way, electric meat signals is the name of my uh, yellow cover <laughs> band. Uh, I use that all the time. No, but electric meat signals, like seriously, like you're just, like, we're that fucking frog you made dance in fucking science right. class just on a more regular basis. I know. Like, that's all we are. I, and, I, don't like to think about the inside of my body Man, at all. Me either, you? bro. Me either. I can't when stand when that. They, when they talk about, oh yeah, no, and you're just, in your brain is just a few signals and there's a little bit of electricity and that's what's keeping you going. And I'm like, but what else? Like nothing else. Nope. There's just hope in that. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all there is. Yep. It's all just squish yeah. me, it's dude. All just, it's it's all horrifying. Just, it's all just in this weird equilibrium. Yeah. And, and that's just true about everybody. And you can throw it off, especially, you know, people who exert themselves all the time yeah, at this level. In, yeah, yeah, can get into some arrhythmic problems and can have some serious yeah. issues. That happens. That happens. People. I was just reading. It's so funny you mentioned that. I was just reading about um, that 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 atrial fibrillation is a fairly common side effect of endurance athletes. So people who work like really hard for extended periods of time. Like they have hardening of the heart, they have fibrosis of the heart, they have atrial fibrillation. Like, do like being like an ultra marathoner or a regular marathon runner is actively bad for no your heart. Shit. Like it, it is not recommended to do that stuff because like exerting yourself at that level places stresses on the body that the body doesn't always recover. No properly shit. From. Wow. When you work that hard too, like like you're saying, like it's everything's in this crazy balance. It's like okay, well, like 
You know, what about your sodium levels? What about your potassium yeah, levels? Oh, your potassium people, yeah. got fucked up? Well, you can easily have a heart attack from that too. Yeah. And like, if you're out there and you're sweating constantly, you're working constantly, you are putting yourself at some risk. Yeah. And that's not to say that like exercise isn't good for you. It's actively very good for you. But also, like a lot of things, there are certain levels yeah. and, and there are precautions you have to take. And that might not have anything to do either with this cardiac arrest. And it's not just Who that. Knows? It's not just that. It's you have to you have to also realize that, you know, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Right. And that happens, you know, with other things too. That 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 is definitely something that can happen with exercise as well as other things. The problem is, is that is that ev everybody forgets correlation does not equal causation. Exactly. And that happens so often and so frequently. And and the real issue here is not that Elon Musk is a dipshit and trying to put paste two things together that don't belong. The real issue is that he's running a platform that that is reaches millions of people and he has control over whether or not he's being fact-checked on. Yes. It. Yep. And that is a big deal and a real problem. And it should warn all of yep. all of everyone yep. out there to not use Twitter whenever possible. Twitter is going to continue to be a bad place to get information, a bad place to, to tell people things, and a bad place to communicate because it does not produce a safe environment for the truth. No, what no. it does it is, is actively it, hostile it is to the truth. Hostile. That is yep. exactly right. It is hostile to the truth. Yes, and that's a real problem. And this is a huge platform. And I cannot wait for it to falter and fall and go away and eventually close down and be x.com and somebody buys it and puts up like dick pics <laughs> or whatever. I love how he is a free speech absolutist hypocrite. Yes, you're absolutely right. Like he yeah. is a free speech absolute hypocrite. That's yeah. what he fucking yep. is. Yep. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to unleash the beach beast within you. This summer, Manscaped is here to help you level up your beach game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They're going past waist deep in the grooming game and diving in head first to your facial hair fantasies. The Beard Hedger is a game changer, allowing you to shape your beard like a true beach babe. So this summer, let the beach ball bounce and turn heads all over the place visit manscape.com and use code cogdis for 20 percent off and free shipping it's time to tame your mane so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscapes beard hedger pro kit the titanium coated t-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face leading to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time is this a different ad that I'm reading for? No. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped's Beard Oil. This helps relieve dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine. Cap off the kit with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to track any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. <gasps> 
a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. I know when I'm getting ready for the Barbenheimer premiere, I need to trim my hedges so I'm ready for Ryan Gosling. Now I have become dapper, destroyer of disheveled. <laughs> so get 20% off in free shipping with the code COGDIS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code COGDIS. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 length. On election day, my mom and I got up really early, and together we customized 480 cupcakes. Okay. Tom, can you just read this one aloud? I just, I, because at the end of it, they seem to to pull punches, and so I want to. Yeah, I thought this is stories from the Daily Beast. Rudy Giuliani concedes making false statements about Georgia election workers. So Rudy Giuliani conceded in a Tuesday court filing that he made false statements about Georgia election workers who are currently suing him for defamation. Wandria Shea Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, say they have faced harassment since the former Trump lawyer and New York mayor alleged they had counted extra votes during a count in Georgia for the 2020 presidential election. In the new filing, Giuliani chose not to contest that the statements were false and published to third parties, but said his admission wouldn't affect his argument that his statements were constitutionally protected and that they didn't cause the plaintiffs any damages. He did not contest that, quote, to the extent the statements were statements of fact and otherwise actionable, such actionable factual statements were false, end quote. So he didn't contest that. And there's a lot of negatives in this. That is, I don't yeah. know. I feel like I need an equation. It, it's, I got to subtract things from each side. It's really terrible writing. It's very bad. Terrible writing. Mayor Rudy Giuliani did not acknowledge that the statements were false, but did not contest it in order to move on to the portion of the case that will permit a motion to dismiss. Giuliani's political advisor, Ted Goodman, told the Daily Beast in a statement, this is a legal issue, not a factual issue. Goes out what? to smear the... So I think I understand what they're saying. So what he's saying is, whether or not I said these things and whether or not they were true doesn't matter because I'm constitutionally protected to say whatever I want is what his argument is yeah. going to be. Now... That's not how defamation works. <laughs> defamation definitionally yeah. Isn't means- Isn't Giuliani a lawyer? Shouldn't he know that? Yeah, it's fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like we do have constitutional yeah. protections to say certain things, but also there are limits and defamation literally defines those limits also, and defines how we're held accountable to the limits. Also, we heard Giuliani's statements. We know what he said. He was recorded saying it. Yeah. He said, look at their they are exchanging a USB drive to add votes yep. to a tally. You, uh, like they're passing a crack vial back and forth, mm -hmm. I think he said. It was something like that. Something or a cocaine like vial. It was, it was a drug. Yeah. So, it was a drug. Some racist reference. And he even said, he said, any reference. single person who's been in, uh, you know, uh, who has done prosecution for a state would recognize their sort of nefarious behavior. Mm -hmm. And they were handing each other like a tic-tac. Yeah. Like they were, she was giving her like a fucking sweet. He, yep. She was giving her mom a fucking lifesaver or something. Right. That's what was happening. And they were saying that they were past. So he, we know he lied. Yep. We know he lied, not only because you don't just add votes and they just appear because you need to have a fucking record of those people. You can't just be like, well, yep. we added 
6,000 votes. Where's the signatures? Ah, who cares? Yep. That's not how this works, works anyway. But the idea that that behind it is that we can see that they're not doing what he's saying. Right. So he, we know he lied already. Yep. So and it's I think not like I need him to admit it. Yeah, and I think what he's saying is, I'm allowed to say lies because we are allowed to lie. No, sure. I'm allowed yeah. to say lies because it's constitutionally protected. And the reason it's constitutionally protected is because these ladies weren't harmed yeah. by my lies. But we know that's bullshit. They were absolutely harmed. Yeah. These ladies continue to be harmed. Yeah, no shit, man. They, they continue to be smeared. They continue to be harassed. Like, it's just the height of indifferent cruelty to be like, yeah, you know what? I could just single somebody out on a national stage with yeah, a man. national platform yeah, man. and say, you, and by the way, I know that you're a woman and I know that you're a person of color, but you and your fucking elderly mother, you two, you are the ones who I want 73 million people to galvanize their fear and their anger and their mistrust toward. And, and the worst people to tune up about this yes. are oh my these God. racist, shitty people who think that the election was stolen yep. because they've been convinced by the world's worst con man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Clearly, like these are guys who think they can set it and forget it, right? They're constantly looking for a better way. Yeah. These are guys who are like late night, like fucking late night TV, sign me up. QVC, take my credit card. A rotisserie chicken on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these guys have unironic prayer clocks. They have unironic. This is. A, I forget that that's there. It is such a uh, good thing. It's such a good thing. That prayer clock is fucking money. With James Earl Jones uh, reading out the so shit. Good. Come on, it's so good. Constantly set at four twenty. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying, Cecil. If you want to know who bought all those Ginsu knives and how they voted, it's the same. Have you ever used a Ginsu knife? I've never used a Ginsu. I've knife. never used one either. I'm very curious. Maybe I'll do a season liberally you where, do I, season where liberally I test a Ginsu, Ginsu knife. Yeah. You know, as I recall, Ginsu is serrated and serrated knives actually hold their edge pretty well. They do. Um, yeah. Because the, the way the knife is shaped, it keeps it away from any kind of flat, Thing or chipping on something or rubbing against stuff. And so that little piece that's in between each serrated area is almost always sharp and it stays sharp for a very long I time. I wonder though, why people, like why don't chefs then use serrated knives? Yeah, well, I think it's because on average, it can stay sharp longer, but it's not sharper than a sharp, sharp. Yeah, so it's not as sharp out of the gate. It's not, it's not as sharp out of the gate. It cuts everything you cut will have ridges in it then. Oh, is the other thing yeah. too. So like, if you're okay with everything you cut having like little waves in it, then that's fine. But everything you cut will have some sort of like Wave wavy it, yeah. type of thing in it. And right. that that's also a bad thing. And I also, I'm not sure that it's, that even though it will remain sharp on like a graph and like remain sharp for a long time, I feel like the other one's higher. And, you know, if you keep sharpening it, it'll always be always better. Be it'll always yeah. be better. Um, you know, you can really chop the shit out of your, you know, uh, uh, anything you want with, a, even yourself with a, <laughs> a sharp, sharp, with a good knife, sharp with knife, with a good yeah, sharp, right. knife, with a good sharp knife. You know what I mean? Like laser sharp knife. You can, and it makes short work of stuff. Right. So yeah. yeah but I, I, I should the, test against Ginsu sometime just to you see should. it's like, cause I remember they, I remember those commercials. They had the Ginsu knives. They cut through a can. Do you they cut, cut through a shoe. They cut through a they shoe. They cut through a penny. When do you cut through a shoe? When are you cooking? And you're like, you know what I really need hobo to do? Hobo soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hobo soup. 
<laughs> Wait, you always wonder, like, what's in that little bandana on a yeah. stick? It's Ginsu knives. Yeah. It's all just Ginsu If you knives. get a bunch of them, you get bum flights. <laughs> that's fine. Because she's a freak and that's what freaks do. Hunter Biden's attorney files ethics complaint against Marjorie Taylor Greene for showing sexual images. So we talked about this uh, last week. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the fucking world's worst troll. Um, she showed pictures uh, that she stole off of Hunter Biden's laptop and basically showed America revenge porn yeah. in a craven and shitty attempt to embarrass Hunter Biden yeah. and, and shame the Biden family. And unsurprisingly, Hunter Biden's lawyer was like, hey, aren't there fucking ethics rules yeah. about that? Yeah. Aren't there fucking ethics rules? The, the board that they're going to... So this uh, Office of Congressional Ethics... Um, that they sent to, this is a nonpartisan group that is their nonpartisan independent entity previously established by the House that reviews allegations of misconduct. Um, but what can they do? Do we know what, if they can do anything? No, I don't know that they can do much except for just like- Is it a strongly worded letter? I think this is all strongly worded letter shit, Cecil. I, you know, what, what he did bring up is, hey, you fucking emailed this shit out and if one of those emails went to a kid- you just disseminated pornography to a child. Yeah. And so you talked about that last week and his attorney said the same thing. Yeah. And like, also just, I don't know how that's not illegal. If this was broadcast, I don't know how these laws work. I don't want to pretend I do. But like, if I'm sitting in a state that has laws against the dissemination of revenge porn, yeah. and some states do have those laws, many states unfortunately don't. If I'm sitting in a state and I got C-SPAN on, why am I not, why can't I be like, yeah, all right, you just showed me revenge porn. Yeah. Here I am in, in the state of Illinois. I think we have it. And you showed me this fucking revenge porn and like, we'll bring up the case in Illinois. Yeah. I, I, this can't be legal. I would, I would imagine that he has, he has some legal recourse to go after her after this because it's not just that they did it in Congress. I think you do have very deep protections in Congress and that, even but though when you it was Speed it. said C-SPAN, and even though it was televised, I think there is some very deep protections. I think she took the extra step to send it to her supporters, and that's the real issue. And I think like that's the key that they should be that they should be focusing on, and that's how they should be trying to sue her. I really do feel like they should sue her for a lot of money. I feel like yeah. she should, and I feel like that she, you know, as long as it doesn't go up in front of this judge that's going to like throw out the Trump case, maybe it'll work. You know? I think they should arrest her. Yeah. I think they should no, arrest her. I mean, you're her. saying, you're saying this is a felony. I, I think distributing yeah. pornography to children, which if any kid got that email. Yeah. Yeah. Distributing pornography to a child. Yeah. I mean, I'd how like is to, that not a, 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 a criminal At the case? very least, I'd love to see her lose a lot of money. Over I this. just want to see her lose. Yeah, and I think I want she, to see her I lose at this every is, level. This is, this is very brazen. Yeah. This is one of those things that's very brazen. Now I am become... Barbie. The destroyer of... Ken. Tom, I want to put oh this on the big God. screen because I have never seen a bigger loser in my entire life. This is the most, like, this is the most cringy thing Jesus God. I have ever seen. Go ahead. It, it's I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Embarrassed just to read this. This is from uh, the Daily Beast. Ben Shapiro, 39, films himself setting fire to Barbie dolls because he is manly and mad. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, you had to buy the Barbie doll. Like, I never understand these people who burn apart a, a, a product that they just fucking bought. Like, you paid for that. You paid money for it, and it went to the people who you didn't want to have the money. 
These guys who are big fucking mad about Barbie are big fucking mad about Barbie because they are weak, insecure, pathetic, small men. Yeah. And their response to their own insecurity is to behave in more insecure ways. Yeah. Like everybody sees through this, Cecil. Nobody is impressed by this. Yeah. Nobody is like, wow, you really made a great point there when you burned that bar. Like this is, this is all like, I, I don't even understand who this appeals to. This is, this is more that attack anything that appears to us and our delicate sensibilities as woke. Um, they have they have tried to make anything that they consider woke a, a a bad thing and something that should be fought against with everything you have, and so they see the Barbie movie as this you know it's it's a feeling that they have that they, this is a woke movie. They are telling you things that the you know, the manosphere wouldn't say, right. right? They're saying things that are empowering to women. They have trans people in the movie. They, you know, so there's these things yeah. that that they automatically don't agree with. And uh, he even takes a stab at one of the trans people in the movies. He says something like, uh, one of the Barbies is trans Barbie, Shapiro says, and this is true, totally normal, as if a, as if this is a female Barbie with a voice deeper than my own. That quote. doesn't take much. And I was just going to say, like, like, dude, I have a higher voice for a guy. You sound like a fucking squeak toy. Yeah. Like, I, are you kidding me? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's not hard. Most of the 13-year-old <laughs> girls that I've met have a deeper voice than Ben Shapiro. I, I have met more manly men yeah. at the fucking pool party my stepdaughter went to with all of her girlfriends last weekend I than do, Ben Shapiro. If I do like deep hits of helium, I have a better <laughs> higher <laughs> of a lower voice than Ben Shapiro. No, it's yeah. just, it's pathetic. And yeah. that's the thing, like, like that's the thing is he's trying to attack this trans person mm. to be a shitty, awful yeah. person because how does this trans person affect him? Not it doesn't, at all. Doesn't at all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. But what Ben wants to do is make it about those people so that he can he can then look like this bastion of anti-woke to his loser audience that yes. gobble this shit up. Look at the title of this video. Ben Shapiro, all caps, destroys the Barbie movie for 43 minutes. Yeah. It, it, I mean, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, that's that's so fucking cringe. My balls just shot up in Dude, my body. That's that's the caption for his video as he posts it. Yes. So he's let that be like me posting a video like, you know, Tom is awesome on Tom time today. When Tom is great <laughs> on the Tom channel by Tom. Like, what the fuck is that, too? Like, yeah. that's like, it'd be one thing for me to see something awesome and be like, Cecil did an awesome thing and I called it awesome. But yeah. when I call myself awesome, that's yeah. definitionally uncool. That's taking out vertebrae to suck your own that dick. Is, it yeah. is. But like, this is a guy, Cecil, who has figured out how to monetize the insecurity of small men. Yeah. And he has done a very good job of monetizing the insecurity of small men. And if that's all he was doing, I would care 2%. The problem is that he's doing that at the expense of marginalized groups. Yeah, absolutely. He's that's doing so that true. at the expense yeah. of women. He's doing that at the expense of people of color. He's doing that at the expense of trans people. He is hurting others in order to monetize the insecurity of these men who will go out 
and create havoc yeah. and violence. Violence. And, yeah. and, no, and you're misogyny. Not in you're the not world, wrong, right? man. So like, it's not just that he's taking their money and he's grifting them. Right, that might be in his head what he thinks he's doing. I don't think he believes any of this shit. I no. don't care if he does. He's playing a part. But I think he's I think he's a grifter. Yeah. The problem is that his grift encourages violence against women, I, and women don't need more violence against them right absolutely now. Absolutely right. I think that that hits it right on the head. And you know, it's pathetic. I mean, it's gross that it he's is. gonna he's gonna burn he's gonna do this stuff and pander to this shitty audience of his that are gonna that are gonna lap this shit up. Yep. And what's Cornwall's biggest industry? Inbreeding. Racism. Mullets. Pasties. Uh, so here's two stories in conjunction, Tom. The first one is Florida schools will teach how slavery brought personal benefit to black people. And then in the same vein, ghouls, Fox News blasted for declaring Jules, Jews survived the Holocaust by being useful. And uh, here's the thing. Holy fuck. Here's the thing. The, these are, this is not exaggerations. No. Like Florida is doing everything it can to be as white supremacist as it possibly can. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're creating narratives in their history books that say that black people benefited from being enslaved in America because some of them went on to be like shoemakers or blacksmiths or something. And they basically got on the slavery job training. Yeah. And- you know, the, the easiest way to point out how stupid that is is to be like, well, how many white people volunteered to be slaves? Yeah, right. How like, many white people volunteered to be slaves to get the job training that the black people got? Nobody, nobody. did. Not nobody. a single fucking person did. No. You're an idiot for saying that out loud. Go sit in the corner until you realize what you said. But the thing is, they do realize what they yeah, said, of right? Course they do. Because what they're what he's doing, you're exactly right. Ron DeSantis and all of his ilk down in Florida are turning Florida into a white supremacist theme park. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, it's going to be the fucking Magic Kingdom and the KKK Kingdom. And they're going to be like, the rest of Florida is the KKK Kingdom. He is actively courting this kind of violent, white supremacist nonsense and, and cruelty and meanness. And like... I don't think any of these guys believe this shit with a straight face. They don't. But the point is, like, what they're saying is, if you're racist, you're safe here. Yeah. That's what all that That's message is. That's all that means. That's all, all that means. message That's is. All is if, you're, if you're a white racist, you're safe here. Welcome to Florida. It has two. Sweat it, it, your balls <laughs> off. It has two, it has two real, real uh, goals. The first is, as you say, this is a safe space for racists. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the truth. But then it also has the goal of being upsetting to yeah. p normal people, to a normal human who understands yeah. history yeah. and yeah. understands how things work. It's upsetting because it's an upsetting thing to say. Yeah. And they are happy when you're upset. They are, they are excited when you feel distress because you're worried that some poor student in their state will not be told something that is even close to the truth. Yeah. You're upset by that and that makes them happy because in the other story, they call them ghouls. That's what they are. They are. They're yep. fucking ghouls, yep. man. It also furthers the political disenfranchisement of people of color Absolutely. by erasing their history. Absolutely. Because people of color who are able to point to the history, you know, because it wasn't just slavery, right? You know, like, like, like 
they always go back and like, oh, slavery ended 200 years ago. And it's like, yeah, but man, it was like fucking slavery and Reconstruction and Jim Crow and the fucking civil rights movement didn't happen until the fucking 1960s. And like people couldn't fucking vote or own property or, you know, like, like these are things that took years and decades and generations of abuses yeah. and violence and those abuses and violence continue. It's, it's, if you erase the history of people of color, which is what they're trying actively to sure, do. Absolutely. And they're smart, right? Because if they erase the biggest stain on the ink blot, then nobody will pay attention to all the rest of it. But if that big stain is there, it's easier to see where we smeared it forward. You that's know what I great, mean? That's a great metaphor. Yeah. And like what they want to do is go in and just erase that, mm -hmm. erase it. Just yeah. don't make it unimportant. You know what? That's it's either they're not going to teach it all or we're going to literally whitewash it, Yeah. you know, or we're going to like recast it as something different and smaller and less egregious. And it's like, this is a group of people who are like, my rights are being infringed yeah, when we said, wear a mask. Yeah, man. When we said, will you wear a mask? Not in your house, not like in your car, not when you're outside, but can you just wear a mask when you're indoors in public spaces, right? People fucking the right lost their shit. And like the other side of that is they're like, well, you know, when white people owned black people uh, and owned and controlled every part of their lives and broke up their families and separated them from their children and raped them and murdered them with impunity. But, you know, some of them learned a useful skill along the way. So it's, it all kind of washes. It's kind of, it's it all kind of washes. It's kind of, you know, half dozen, a one, yeah. six of the other or whatever. Holy shit. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Holy grotesque. Shit. And then this other guy on Fox News defending it, he says, um, we should just read this because this is gross. He says, uh, so someone says to him, Fox News liberal co-host says, um, she starts mentioning that she's Jewish and she oh, asked, would someone say about the Holocaust, for instance, that there were some benefits for Jews, right? While, they're, while they were hanging out in concentration camps, you learned a strong worth, work ethic, right? Maybe you learned a new skill. And then this guy, this Gutfield, is that his name? Gutfield yeah. or whatever? Greg Gutfield says, did you ever read Man's Search for Meaning? Uh, it talks about how you had to survive in a concentration camp by having skills. You had to be useful. Utility. Utility kept you alive. What a terrible, shitty thing. Are you fucking serious that you're going to say that to somebody who was like in a fucking, like, oh, the reason why you, yeah, man, I mean, you were a useful Jew. The rest of them, we don't care. Yeah, about the, other you six you the other six million. The other six million were, were the useful one. Useless? That's what, we're, that's what we're saying is that we what, what this does is it recasts the blame for their fucking genocide yeah. of the Jews yeah. on the uselessness of those Jews. Other people. In yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Also, I've read fucking Man's Search for Meaning. That's not what that book's about. <laughs> That's not what that book's about. I mean, like, like but, I don't but, doubt that on, maybe though. that might be in there, but that's yeah. like, if you, if that's what you got no, out but, of man's but, search for meaning, just like, you need to search that for a better meaning. <laughs> you need to go get better meaning out of it. No, but like, like when you're a shitty racist, everything you read reinforce your racism. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. this guy's a shitty racist and probably not all that smart. And so when he reads it, he's, he doesn't think, oh, well, what's the deeper meaning here? He's like, what can I pull out of this to make myself feel better. Right. And that's what he pulls. Yeah. God damn. This I is, mean, this is so egregious. Like, man, so, like, I don't know if you happen to read it, but it's a genuinely beautiful book and it is a beautiful life philosophy that you can 
take from this book, and it's a it's a good. Is it read. about the Holocaust? It is. Yeah, he, he he. I don't know if he wrote it, but he conceived of it um, through his experience in a concentration camp, and it really is a book that suggests that the search for meaning itself is something that can keep you alive through misery and deprivation. Wow, wow that's and crazy. And that the search and desire yeah. to have meaning doesn't disappear even when your dignity to humanity has been questioned and stripped from you. But do you gain like a skill like blacksmithing? That's like, yeah, right? Like, it's like, well, what if you're like, oh, you know, I'm a good haberdasher. Like, holy shit, I what? I chew the fuck out of a horse, though. Right? <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, I, like I'm, I'm floored that you would like... Be like, well, you know, some of the Jews were useful, so they didn't get murdered. Jesus Christ, and you're like, dude. yeah, all right, that's the worst. You're actually the worst. This is the I'm worst. blown away, dude. It's so bad. It's so egregious and bad. Do you remember Cecil when we started, like before the regression of America, when we were doing this show, Cecil, 700 weeks ago, you know, yeah. we we're doing this show and like people wouldn't say this out loud. Yeah. They would, they would, they would mean it, but they didn't have the fucking uh, you know, platform to say it this at least. Last week, this last week, we Fuck. talked about whether or not it was better for someone to be outwardly shitty, like yeah. Bar like uh, Lauren Boebert throwing away the green shoe pin. Uh -huh. um, also, someone sent in a message and said the green shoe pin, the reason why that has meaning is that was how she was identified because there was nothing left of the person to identify. That's so they had to find, upset. And that's, that's why the green shoes have, have significance. And she threw that in the garbage, by the way. But, or... Would it be better if it was yeah. Mitt Romney? And there's some pushback there, and I think rightfully so, where people were saying, like, at least now we can see who they are and 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 what they're saying, right? We know who the bad people are. But I also really do want to fall back on what I said and say, this is bad. That's modeling bad behavior. And I think it lets people know that it's okay. Yeah. And I think the reason why we're seeing more of it nowadays is because people think it's okay to say. People think it, I mean, Fox News is playing blatant racism on television, and we're and 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 somehow that's okay in America. Somehow, somehow yeah. that's okay, and that can't be okay. That can't be okay. That can't be okay. And and Florida is changing its books to uh, to uh, enshrine white supremacy, and that can't be okay. And it's okay because I think we're modeling these behaviors and saying, and we're and we're pushing that Overton window. That yeah. Overton window is constantly and being pushed. Yeah. And I think that that's the problem is when that Overton window gets pushed that just that too much, people start thinking, well, you know, at least they're not like lynching people. Yeah, man. You know I mean? And that's then, where we're at once, now. And then once people are getting lynched, it's going to be like, well, at least it's not. It's not me. The, yeah. Or whatever. I, like the, the problem I have is like, I understand the idea that like, you want to know who your villains are. Yeah. I get that idea. My worry is that we're creating more villains. Yeah, you're, you're in, and, and you're like, empowering the villains that exist. We're, we're empowering the villains. We're funding the villains. Yeah. We're amplifying their voices. We're giving them mainstream platforms. And by doing that, we're creating more we're creating minions for the villain, yeah, villains. Man. Like, and we're like giving them better layers. You know what I mean? Like, that's not none of that's good. We need less villains, and the villains need to be scared of us. Yeah. It makes me very, very uncomfortable. The villains aren't scared of us anymore. And that's the thing is, you know, I remember when we first started seeing, and I think it was when they were marching with the tiki torches. Jesus Christ. And you and I were were looking at each other and saying, Well, I thought it was bad. Like I thought, I thought people were. I thought Nazis were a joke. I thought no, it was I, a joke this, growing up this, that Nazis yeah. exist. I, I, I thought there's, they don't, there's not real Nazis out there. And now you just see them all over. Yeah, man. They're waving a Nazi flag at a DeSantis rally. 
And they're comfortable doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're happy they're doing, to do it. The, the thing is, like, look at how much has changed even since then. That's a great thing to bring up. Because when the Tiki Torch shit happened in Charlottesville, right, a lot of those people showed up wearing masks. They did not want to be identified. Yeah. Because when they got identified, the public shaming, these guys would lose their jobs. They'd be publicly shamed. For years, these assholes would be wearing masks. They'd be trying to hide their identity. Yeah. Now they've become public celebrities. Yeah, and some that of those, is worse. Yeah, I mean Nick Fuentes is 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 doing the circuit on on podcasts now. Yeah, he's getting he's getting big podcasts. He's becoming mainstream. He's sitting on big podcasts, having conversations with people, and and he's getting play. Like the only thing Nick Fuentes, you know, should be doing is like is like hiding in a room and never coming out of it. I know. Like Nick yeah. Fuentes is not someone who sh anybody should ever talk to and have a conversation with and broadcast. Yeah, Richard Spencer was afraid to show his fucking face, yeah. right? Because it was going to get punched yeah. or he was going to get something thrown at him. You know what I mean? Now these guys are celebrities yeah. and they're mainstream. So they're not just celebrities at their fucking clan rally. Yeah. They're, and they're not just celebrities. No, man. And they're in their fucking, no. like, like, like den of hate. Fucking Nick Fuentes is hanging out with Kanye, man. That's what Him I mean. Him and Yeezy are fucking walking around. Like yeah. that's, that, that's upsetting, he's, dude. He's sitting on Alex Jones, which is a huge show that's getting a lot of play. Like yeah. these are not, these are not small names. It's not niche anymore. This isn't a tiny group of people. Yeah. And he's getting on big podcasts. Big podcasts are listening to him. Do not be surprised if you don't see Nick Fuentes on Joe Rogan sometimes. Yeah. I, I firmly believe we have to shove these fuckers back into the corner. We have to, they, they need to feel unsafe. Yeah having these views. Yeah. They need to feel like they will be fired from their jobs. Yeah. They need to feel like they will be ostracized from their social communities. They need to feel like by expressing these views that they won't, you know, find fucking swipes on Tinder. Yeah. You know, they need to feel like these views separate them from the norm. No quarter. No quarter. No quarter. No quarter. I'd never back down. I no know. quarter. You've said bigots. that since the beginning for years, for like, a decade, a decade you've been I saying I don't think the same that's thing. wrong. I you don't. You're saying no quarter to bigots, period. Nowhere. That's it. You don't Feel get, safe nowhere. You don't get to be like that. Once you change your mind and change who you are- Welcome. 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 Once you repent and ask forgiveness and do the right things, you can change who you are. But as long as you remain a fuck stain, sorry, society doesn't need you, man. Yeah, man. We don't fucking need you. Now, dude, you're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with you guys. Because you're a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. Well, yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure. God damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. Fuck, man. This story's from, uh, what, NBC. Alabama Republicans refuse to draw a second black congressional district in defiance of the Supreme What's Court. What's going to I don't know here? how this works. Are they, uh, is, are, is it going to get bounced to another place that will that will draw it for him then? I, I don't know. So here's what happened, guys. So Alabama should have at least two districts that are predominantly black in their demographic makeup. But what they did is they drew these fucking crazy maps like they always do. They basically put all their black population or the majority or a big chunk of the black population in one map and said, all right, we'll concede that one. And then all the rest of it will be white, which means it'll be Republican. Yeah. And so we're going to stick all the rest of them and then we're going to draw this crazy map. And that went through the, the federal court and through the appeals process and all the way through to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said like, fuck, that's blatantly, come on, no. Absolutely not. Demographically, you got to have at least two districts, Alabama, that are predominantly black. Don't draw these fucking sliver bullshit octopus maps. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
And so Alabama went back to the drawing board and they drew the same fucking shit. Pretty much the same map. They, now, they, they were tried to defend it by yeah. saying, well, there's 40% black population. That's not majority. In the second one. It's like, that's not a majority. Do you understand how numbers work? It's at least 11% shy of, of fucking 51%. It's such a stupid thing to do. And it disenfranchises. And here's the thing, man. This is a fucking hard right Supreme Court saying it disenfranchises black people. Yep. You gotta yep. really, really, really be disenfranchising people for this fucking court to notice yes. it. It has to be so much that they can't do what they want to do, which is to approve it anyway. Yeah. What they want to do is to approve it anyway. And it has to be so bad that even the fucking right-wing nut jobs on the Supreme Court can't find yeah. any fucking recourse yeah. to do this. And if you ever thought, and I can't think of why you would, but if anybody ever tries to tell you that like the Republican Party is not intentionally and strategically targeting black people to disenfranchise politically, this is literally yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, man. They're literally targeting black people to purposefully politically disenfranchise them because there's nothing more damaging you can do to a minority group than to take away their voice in politics. What if we did, then you could take everything else. What if we did this instead of how we run things? So we run things by district where we're like, these are the districts that do this. But what if we just took one big vote and you voted either Republican or Democrat? Like, let's say you voted, you decide. Because we're a two-party system, let's stop pretending. Sure, yeah. So let's say, let's say in our state, they decided to take, they said, okay, now we're going to vote for the United States House of Representatives Put, cast your vote for Republican or Democrat. Doesn't matter where you live. We tally them all up. And then there's a pool of Democrats and a pool of Republicans. And then we say, okay, well, there was, you know, 780,000 votes for Democrats and so-and-so about this. And then we split them up because we know our state gets 20. Yeah, so to do it fair. And so we say, okay, well, now we take that number and we divide it by 20 and we figure out, we do a little bit of a very easy math. Very easy. And then we say, okay, well, yep. that equates to 13 yep. Democrats and seven Republicans. So Republican Republicans in, in Illinois, you pick your best seven, send them off. Democrats in Illinois, you pick your best 13, you send them off. And that's how we handle it from now on instead yeah. of districts. Is there a are, bad thing with that that I just that I, that I said? Here's the downside to that. And I think that there's some legitimacy is that by dividing the by dividing the state up into districts, you supposedly have people who are from your area representing your area. Sure. Yeah. That's not true because we know Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't live where she lives. Right. So we so know it's not true. That's the idea. Yeah, right? we know it's not yeah. true. We know so we know it doesn't We know work. that they that they fudge these numbers all they the time them because all the time. they want to win districts. So that would be the counter-argument, yeah. right? Is that you want somebody who lives in your district yeah. to be in Congress sure. and understand the, the plight of the yeah. people from your district. Unless you want to just get a a, a, a trailer and get a trailer on top of a fucking mountain or whatever the fucking Mark Meadows is doing. Yeah. Like like liars. Liars lie all the time. Yeah. So so it's not like this is some sort of sacred thing that we're breaking because they lie already. So right. it doesn't matter. So, so yeah. So if so, you throw that idea yeah. away, then no, there's no, there's no downside. I, I, I don't know what it would be, but in my opinion, that's so much more fair. Yeah. So then we say, okay, well then there is no black district, white district, and there is no benefit to having these things drawn out very complicated. We don't do that anymore. What we do is we just count the numbers. It's yep. just the raw numbers from the state. We've already decided the arbitrary borders of this state are this. And so we just count the raw numbers in this state. I mean, even if you were going to pay sort of homage to the concept that districting made sense, then keep the districting concept, you could just very easily say, 
the district maps are drawn up by a nonpartisan group. Couldn't you just That's do it, it by county too? I mean, you could, but I don't know that you would want it because you can have a lot of counties that 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 demographically become isolated for different reasons. Segregation's oh, yeah, still no, such a yeah, big sure, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that, but I mean, you could just very easily say, all right, well, we're just going to have a nonpartisan group that creates these maps and that that group has an oversight committee. Bada bing. Instead, I, they give this like power to the yeah, people in charge I know. to create maps that encourage them to keep themselves in charge. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's, it's really a bad, bad system. It really just, all it does is encourage this bad behavior. It does. Over and over and over again. It kind and of requires it. I actually feel like we should just settle everything with tug of wars. I feel like that's Cecil, how you settle it. Elect Tom to <laughs> Congress. Do you know how much I want my job to be tug of war? I have been eating pizza for years in preparation. You are the anchor? Like, are you the anchor, Tom? I got big grip strength anchor? and a lot of girth. Are you the anchor? Like, yeah. let me just lean let back. Me just lean. What do you do? I lean. I don't skip leg day. That's, That's what it. I do. That's it. <laughs> you want me to not move? You've never seen somebody not move the way oh, I can not move. All right, well, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, this upcoming week will be a funny show. Uh, we'll be releasing it this upcoming Thursday, so check your feeds for that. Uh, and you can catch us still on YouTube. So if you didn't know, we were back on YouTube. Um, we are trying to uh, skirt the line there. They they are very, very picky about the things that they do because their algorithm somehow thinks that we're either conspiracy theorists or anti-vaxxers. And we are neither of those things. <laughs> we're anti We are those actually things. anti those things. We are pro-vaccination, pro-World Health Organization, and anti-QAnon. But for some reason they like to tag our videos as the exact opposite because their, their algorithm, algorithm has sucks. no idea what it's yeah. doing. So we are on there for the interim. Our plan is the third week, uh, the third Thursday of this month, we are planning to do a live stream. We'll have more about it next week, but we're planning to do a live stream third Thursday of this month. Uh, it'll be at nine o'clock central time uh, on YouTube and Twitch at the same time, maybe Facebook too, we're not sure. But we'll definitely be in those places and you can check us out. Uh, also, we want to remind people that uh, one of us is now gainfully employed by this <laughs> by this podcast. So we encourage you to become patrons if you can. Uh, and we would very much appreciate it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave it like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.